Hey loves, like you, I desire an abundant life and its lifestyle and to continue to show up as my best version of self, where we win in life to reclaim, rediscover, redesign an authentic and genuine self. And yes, this is intimacy on a whole new level. Welcome. Join us at claritywithsue.com. Again, that's claritywithsue.com. Welcome to the good life. I keep wanting to say welcome to the jungle because, you know, it's Sueville, right? Hi, Benny. Good morning, everybody. It's always a jungle out there. <laughs> always a jungle. How's the Pacific Northwest? How's Canada? How's, how's our international presence? And, and live, obviously, at Terrestrial Radio in the Pacific Northwest. How is everything going on in, in our beautiful summer in the Pacific Northwest? Is that Orange Whip? What? Yeah. Orange Whip. It's a movie reference. I, I I'll tell you later. Okay. You're going to have It's from to. Blues Brothers, actually. It's not a, like a huge secret or anything, but you have to go back and watch it. Okay. I'm going to have to go back and check that it's out. Blues Brothers or Dragnet? Might be Dragnet. I think it's Dragnet. <laughs> See, now I don't even remember which movie it's yes. from. <laughs> oh, my God. Bruce all I know Simon. is it's John like, Candy. What show did I just come No, on? all I remember is just John Candy. That's all. That's the character that oh, said okay. the John quote Candy. in the movie. Yeah. Nice. Well, <laughs> let me ask you, audience. Ah, how would you like to ignite the power within your woman? Mm, how does that sound? <laughs> Orange whip. <laughs> Whoa, totally different night. <laughs> we are going to have a very juicy conversation today. I mean, come on, igniting. It's women or men, really. Uh, my guest today, Simon, I'm going to bring him on. He's got a, a wonderful little book here. Uh, he's, I'm, I'll get to his formal bio and all that in just a minute, but we are going to have a really, really juicy conversation about the power within and what that looks like. Uh, I'll bring Simon on in a minute. I want to remind all of you how you can get a copy of the show links and all the goodies, uh, from the guests and some of my freebies and my teaching and education. All you got to do is go to claritywithsue.com and there's going to be a screen that pops up that says sign up for the newsletter do that. And it's love bumps. I'm just giving you love every week. And uh, you know that about me already. It's, it's purely just love and integrity and making sure that you have all the solutions that you need. And of course, with anything, with, with what I teach and the people that I bring on here on the, the international radio show, you know, take what resonates and leave the rest. Uh, I also invite you to re-listen as well, because some things you're not, some things you hear and some things you don't hear. So it's always really good. It's like revisiting, it's like revisiting the book, a great book. Speaking of which, for those of you who are listening on Terrestrial Radio, we are live right now on YouTube. And if you'd like to see us in studio and live, you can go to 1150 on YouTube and we're streaming there. We're also streaming uh, live on Facebook and Instagram. Thanks to Benny and the powers that be that making all those buttons and stuff happen. All right. I did the newsletter. I did the education. We are going to jump into igniting. We're going to talk with Simon today and let me get to his formal bio and then I will bring him on so you guys can get to know him. All right, Simon, you guys got to check this out. It's Simon T. Bailey, a keynote speaker, a successful coach, author, television host, and philanthropist. Simon T. Bailey's purpose in life is to help you discover your brilliance. Every single person has brilliance within them. The problem is that it's the brilliance. This brilliance 
often gets buried in society's rigid rules on how you are allowed to use our talents and abilities. Oh, mister. So true. We are so true. Society and other people's thoughts and desires and fears. Oh, we're jumping into this. This it's only when we learn to shift our way of thinking. Yes. That we can find our sparks. Simon T. Bailey has the insight and the inspiration to help you find your spark and unleash your brilliance to the world. With his more than 30 years of experience, he has worked with over 2,000 companies in 50 different countries. He has helped countless people find their spark. And guess what? We're going to do that right here for you. Welcome. Thank you so much. So good to be with you. Thank you. And for those of you, look at that beautiful little book. Look at that right there. Look at how handsome you are. Welcome. Oh, Thank you so much. Well, okay. Like I said before, love, you know, I do the formal bio. Uh, let's dive into you, your energy, your why, your spark. Oh my goodness. Well, <laughs> grew up in Buffalo, New York, uh, currently living in Orlando, Florida. And what I realized after going through a really tough time personally and professionally is a job is what you're paid to do, but release your brilliance is what you're made to do. And the richest place in the entire world is the cemetery, people who take their talents and gifts with them. And I decided that I'm going to die empty. I'm going to make sure I leave everything here on the planet and hug people with my words. Yes. Oh, oh, did you guys hear that? Hug people with my words. I'm a hugger. I love that. I mean, physically hugging, but loving and hugging. So your latest book, and let's, uh, and I love that you, your why and your mission to inspire and educate. I'd like to talk about Ignite the Power of Women in Your Life. How did this come about? My daughter, Madison, came into my home office a few years ago and she said, hey, daddy. I said, hey, baby girl. And she sat down and I sensed she wanted to talk, but I was emotionally unavailable. And she said, dad, I'll just come back later. And I said, okay. And so it hit me on the plane the next day that I missed a moment to connect with my daughter. And when I came back off the road, I said, Madison, you wanted to talk to me. And she said, daddy, it's okay. I said, no, it's not okay. Because if I don't change my behavior, you're going to marry a joker just like me. And her mother said to me, you give everybody the best of you, but you give us the rest of you. And I don't want the leftovers anymore. And after 25 years of being married, I realized I had built a house, but lost a home. I was chasing money, but had no meaning. And I was pursuing power, but it had no purpose. And I went to a therapist named Anita and no guy wants to go and see a therapist named Anita, who's she's been practicing for 40 years and she has more degrees than a thermostat. And she said to me, whatever you don't deal with will eventually deal with you. And when I recognized the relationships with the women in my life, my soon to be divorced mother of my children, my daughter, my mother, there were some areas that I needed to get whole in. So that sparked the book. Mm. Simon, those lost moments. Let's unpack that because that's, it hurts, number one, right? It really hurts. And we can learn so much from that contrast, right? I, and I, I say this all the time on the radio, that contrast is an opportunity for us to learn. Yes. And it's so powerful. Let's talk about that contrast and how we as humans, male, female, 
purple, orange, doesn't black, any of it, doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. How can we show up? How can we sit in those moments? Unlike with Madison, your daughter, I have a Madison too. And of course I've had those moments. Of course I've had those moments. How do we stay present and aware so we can have those beautiful conversations yeah. and opportunities? The first thing is just being self-aware. It's being really honest. It's being in the moment. How am I showing up? Am I making the people who are most important to me a priority? Or is it just, I need to check a box? So it's starting there, having that really tough conversation with yourself. And then number two, deciding what is it that I can do to best serve another? Love desires to give at the expense of self. Love is not what it says, it's what it does. It's how you show up by loving, by not looking for anything in return. And I think the third thing, whenever you are in dialogue with any person, how do you shift from selective hearing to authentic listening? And that's listening with the, the, the eyes and the heart. Oh, Simon, I love this conversation um, for multitude of reasons, but that compassionate listening, that true engagement, that eye contact, I, and I was just having some conversations about just this because I know for myself, I show up that way. I, I'm, I'm engaging, I'm listening, and I'm here. And you know what? It scares the shiitake out of so many people. Or me being newly single, or even, even when I wasn't single and married, you know, I'm engaging, I'm looking you in the eyes, and I call it the Hogwarts world. They're like, is she hitting on me? What's doing? What does she want from me? You know, there's this whole inner dialogue in them that says, what does she want from me? Or is she hitting on me? You know, that kind of thing. So how can we as a society kind of put that aside and just say, it's, it's in love. It's human to human love. That's it. I want nothing. One of the greatest needs in the world right now, and you just said it, is love. Our world is hurting right now. And when individuals like you and everyone listening show up to be fully present, to make it about that person, what is really happening is you become healing presence for that person, no matter what they're going through. And so when you have that person who totally makes you feel like you are the most important person in the universe, just receive it. So many times we want to we wanna just say shields up, shields down, receive it, allow their healing words to become that balm, uh, to be begin to help the whole, H-O-L-E, in your soul be filled with joy and love with no strings attached. Oh, Simon, you said a big R word, receive men and women alike. How can we unpack that for these beautiful humans? Because receiving, and I know it, it, it's a consistent, it's a constant journey for me, I, fully aware. And it, and it was a huge hurdle a few years ago for me to completely be in that receivership. And, and I, I liken, and I have the conversation if it's even with a child too, because that's such a pure thing. If you, what would you do if your child came to you and said, I made this beautiful gift here and with so much love and pride and just purity. And you're like, Nope, I don't want it. How crushing, crushing is that? So receivership is so important, Simon. And so when you receive, think about it, receiving is tied to your self-worth. And and as you begin to have your self-worth built up, it really ties to your self-esteem. 
So receiving starts with before you even leave the house, before you even start the day, before you log on, how do you just take the first few moments of the day and just receive that I am loved, I am seen, I am valued, I am appreciated, because what you're doing, you have just upgraded your verbal software and you're understanding that no matter what happens throughout the day, you're good because how you start the day determines the day. And then as you've taken the time to increase your self-worth before you increase your net worth, what you're really saying is that whoever shows up in my life today, how do I be in the moment as I have received, how do I now begin to give? Because an open hand is always full. So because I've received love, I can give love because you cannot give what you don't have. You cannot give what you have not received first. Mm. Mm, mm, mm. Yummy. It is so true. It is so true. And so simple, but so powerful and so powerful, right? Yes, absolutely. And it it is just a, and, and before all of life starts, my lovely humans, before your life starts, before the stuff in here starts rambling around, just take that moment, like Simon was saying, and you guys heard me talk about this too, take that moment in deep gratitude and love for yourself and make those words authentic and genuine to you because your nervous system's going to call a BS on it if it's not, right? We know that. <laughs> and you're going to be like, yeah, that didn't quite align. That didn't feel right. So find the words that work for you. And if you're, if you're in spin out and your nervous system is going wonky, just start with gratitude and love. That's it. Just start with gratitude and love. And you know, my self journey with this, Simon, and this was a huge turning point for me, a tool, because I was like, well, what does love feel like? I, I, I'm, I don't know what that feels like. You know, I, w- I want to feel it again so I can create a new neural pathway and I can have the, the cells bubbling and the love, all that. So I literally went to YouTube and the audience knows this. And I found puppies and babies, you know, babies, when they do that belly laugh and that puppy, you you know exactly what I'm talking about. I can see it. And every time I say that example, they're like, oh yes. So that's what I started. I started creating that frequency with me so I could redesign and recreate and reclaim that love for myself. Just like you're talking about, right? Because it all starts right here with you. And what's so powerful is the frequency allows you to frequently elevate the vibration and the vibration that you release into the universe allows you to draw people into your quantum field where they begin to feed off of your energy of love, joy, happiness, and possibility. So literally in that moment, you become a hope dealer. Because you have discovered hope within yourself. I am a hope a dealer. Hopeful person is a helpful person. A hopeless person is a helpless person. So when I am in the frequency of frequently thinking of love, joy, peace, possibility, that vibration literally transforms any room you walk into, because when you walk into a room, you're not in the room, the room is in you, and you begin to vibrate out. Just taking a minute, Simon, me and the audience, just taking a minute. I want people to really hear that. There's a lot of beautiful pieces that you're saying here. Really beautiful, really beautiful. The pieces of you. So 
And again, at the beginning of the hour, we were talking and I asked Simon, what would be the first thing that we as beautiful humans, loving humans can do? And that's awareness. And I, I, that's what I educate too. It's, it's got to be awareness. And the contrast of that is fear, denial, workaholism, a distractionism, you know, is there distractionism? I don't need, I don't even love it. It's like workaholicism. I'm trying to, I'm making up my own words, which is pretty common for me. But it's all good. It's all good. But you know, it. it's, it's it. the umbrella of distraction, right? Yes. No, 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 no. My nervous system, I call it the nervous system because it is different from your heart and your soul. It is distracting you because then you have to feel, you have to be in that moment. And I, I, I'd love to have that conversation about being in that moment and it's okay to have fear. It's okay to be scared. It's okay to go through those emotions. You don't want them trapped in your B-O-D-Y, your being, right? And again, going back to Simon, what you were talking about, how you show up in that love is going to be representation of the exterior world as well. Mm. Right. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Go ahead. If you think about it, when we were in our mother's womb and our mothers gave birth to us, there was no fear in the womb. We came into a world of fear. And when we begin to understand that our mother gave us a name, we realize that fear is not my name possibility is my name. So when fear shows up, I reject fear because fear is not who I am. I know who I am. I'm comfortable in my skin. And I tell fear, this is your expiration date. You will not own me. You will not sit behind the steering wheel of my life. I'm going to get off at the next exit and invite the passengers that have been occupying space in the car of my mind called fear, worry, and unbelief to get out because I got to get back on the highway of where I'm going. And I'm no longer going to look through the rear view mirror called fear. I'm going to look through the windshield of possibility. Ah, audience sit in what Simon is saying. Do you hear that? Do you feel that? And it is, it's taking your own, it's you're the driver. You are in the driver's seat. And, um, talking about your book and, and, and again, uh, ignite the power of women in your life. And I know it says women, but it's everybody, right? It's, yes. we, it is everybody. Walk me through, uh, we've got a few minutes before we're going to take a commercial break. And we kind of, we, uh, kind of sprinkled on this, um, being heard, being understood. Uh, again, we're in a society of go, 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 go and distraction whether what it's food, drinking, work, whatever that is. And again, uh, I, we both agree it's, it's got to start with you. We both agree that it's got to start with that awareness. Uh, and I would like to have that conversation of how it feels to be heard, that power wow. of being heard and understood. And for those listeners that are like scratching their head and going, well, what do you mean heard and understood? Or how can I provide that space. Simon. Providing the space for a person to be heard first starts with yourself. When you find your spark, you find your joy. When you find your joy, you find your voice. When you find your voice, you find your freedom. So let's reverse engineer. Freedom comes from a person 
who's found their voice and what you begin to understand in the words of John Mason, who wrote the book, An Enemy Called Average. Most people are born originals, but they die copies. So when I find my voice, I am so comfortable in my own skin because in my voice, I am now seen and I am understood. So when I'm seen and understood, I, I remove myself from the comparison inferiority complex. I don't compare myself to anyone else. I'm in my swim lane and I understand that I move from a human doing to a human being. The prefix for the word being is to be. So I be in the moment, in my voice, in my confidence, in my skin. And I understand when I love myself, I begin to vibrate out in my words, in my language, even in my listening that I'm okay with me because I am being present to you. And because I believe in my voice, I can hear your voice as well. Mm. You know, and that the, the art of listening, the art of being the art of holding space, mm -hmm. uh, and the holding of space. It's just purely that. There's, it's just purely that. And, and when just, I'm holding space, I'm not trying to fix you. Yeah. I'm not here to fix you. No, no. I'm, here, I'm not here to compete against you. Just in this moment, I'm here to complete you just, for whatever that moment represents. Yes. And there's so, it's, it's a purity of presence. It's a purity of being, right? And being that human being and having that awareness and not taking things personal and not bringing in your muck and not fixing. It's just holding space. And I, audience, I really want you to just take a nice deep breath and feel that and ask yourself when somebody holds space for you, when somebody is being them and being there for you, how does that make you feel, right? How does it make you feel? Because I think that's an important versus getting so distracted in other things or figuring out what you're going to say before, you know, it's, it's that dialogue, you know, you're thinking instead of being in the moment, right? You're just, you're thinking of the answer instead of just being right in the moment. So where I'm going with this audience is just be in the moment. Just think about how it makes you feel to be heard and listened to. And then you can mirror that you can you can do that for yourself and the people in in your life and who love you and and you know it it, it goes across um, personal and professional right it, there shouldn't be any difference I mean there's there's a little different of dialogue of course right Simon I mean there it really is but can you imagine a business and personal life of really being heard and understood and I think that's so powerful. Benny, why don't we take a quick commercial break? And when we come back, we're going to dive some more, dive into Simon's book some more and give you some more nuggets and uh, how to's and solutions and uh, love on you some more. So Sue here with Clarity with Sue. And yes, you guys are used to hearing Gratitude Cafe. It's all the same love, all the same, same solutions and uh, new thoughts, new ideas, new you. We'll be right back. If you'd like to join us, we're on YouTube live. We'll be right back, you guys. When I wake up in the morning, love And the sunlight hurts my eyes And something without warning 
there, everyone. Sue here with Clarity with Sue. You also know me as the host and creator of the Gratitude Cafe. Please sign up for the newsletter so we can stay in touch. All you got to do is go to claritywithsue.com, sign up for the newsletter. And I am creating vitality, abundance, and resilience. I want you to win in life and to reclaim, rediscover, redesign the authentic and genuine you. If that sounds juicy and yummy, come over, let's have a conversation, sign up for the newsletter and or the coaching program and the C2C live online program. Again, that's claritywithsue.com. Alternative Talk 1150. We're on your radio at 1150 AM. We're on your HD radio at 98.9 Channel 3. So many ways to listen. We're on the web at 1150kknw.com. Streaming live audio and video as well as MP3 archives of many of our shows. So many ways to listen. And now, we're on your smartphone or tablet. Download our free app in the Apple App Store or Google Play and take Alternative Talk 1150 anywhere you go. So many ways to listen. Hi, I'm Dr. Michael Norman, your health tip of the day from the African American Wellness Project. Infections like polio, smallpox, and measles used to be as common as coronavirus is today. But now we have life-saving vaccines for those and other diseases. Sadly, too many children still go unvaccinated. Choosing to delay or refuse vaccine puts your child and other children at serious risk. So talk to your child's doctor today about vaccines. And for more information, visit aawellnessproject.org. Alternative Talk 1150. It's good for what ails you. This statement has not been evaluated by the FDA. Woo! Benny, thank you, sweetheart. That was perfect. All right, welcome back. We have Simon Bailey with us today. We are talking about presence. We're talking about awareness. We're talking about being. We are talking about your spark, educating you, igniting you. You know, maybe it's that little squeaky wheel. And if I if I put a little thorn in your tush, good. I want to put a thorn in your tush. I want you thinking about it. I want you loving on yourself. I know maybe that wasn't such a great analogy, but whatever. I'm just going to roll with it anyway. I'm, I'm the thorn in your tush, right? <laughs> Welcome to Sueville, Simon. I know it is me. It is what it is. Welcome back. We have got Simon here, Simon T. Bailey, and uh, we are talking about this beautiful little gem of a book that he has. Uh, and also he's got uh, multiple live events that he does. He's also offering a one year free, you guys, did you hear that? free success plan. And you can go to his website to see all those details. If you're driving, um, please just go to Clarity with Sue. You'll see his image and just click on the links that way. So during the break, we were talking um, about the power of, because again, Simon, what I, where I was going with this, it, there is stereotyping in this because when I first started this journey, it's, it's the women are bringing in the men, right? They're, you know, you go to an, a live event and the the speaker, and I remember seeing this and I was by myself at that time. And he's like, all right, how many women have brought their husbands here? Uh, you know, right. 
So during the break on YouTube, I, I really wanted to just, it was a deep gratitude and thank you for standing in the rink of you, right? And the mirror that you had to put on yourself to bring your book to fruition and give birth to the book, right? Yes. And then the events and really showing up in your beautiful humanness and educating men and women. But I just, it was just a big, huge thank you that kept coming up for me. So thank you, Simon. Thank you. Yeah. Ah, uh, okay. So I, 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 to be understood. So that's where I keep popping up to your, this book, yes. literally, I mean, I've got tags and you can see, I've kind of bet some things going mm -hmm. on here, but the reality is that women don't need to be controlled. They need to be understood. I think that's across the board for anybody, but let's have that conversation. Could we please? When you understand that every woman has a vault within her soul, the goal uh, in any healthy relationship is to understand the combination to the vault. Once you open up the vault of a woman's soul, what you will realize is that we are now in the age of the woman. Any country, company, community that is going to flourish in the next decade and beyond must begin to tap into the genius and the brilliance of women. Why? Women have a bigger brain than men. That's no surprise to the women that are listening to us. And men, that's not anything against us. Uh, women have intuition. They have a sixth sense. How they're wired is uh, women have a, a womb, woman, a womb man. So when I begin to understand that women are the critical key, we need the yin and the yang energy right now. You give a woman a problem in a sentence, she will give you a dissertation because she has been wired to birth new insights. Uh, women problem solve differently than men. Men sometimes are very linear. Women have a 360 degree view because they want to make sure they give a hand up, not just a handout. I'm just going to, Simon, I'm just going to carry you right here. <laughs> I'm right here. For those in radio world, I'm tapping on my shoulders. <laughs> I just, I'm, you know, you're bringing my spark back, Simon. You're bringing it, bringing it up, bringing it, igniting, reigniting the spark. Ah, uh, transformation. What will you define transformation? Transformation, as I define it, is the ability to recognize that at times you will be flawed, uh, you're perfectly imperfect, but you have committed to going on the journey to transform from within. So think about a butterfly. When that butterfly is in the cocoon, the transformation happens in the cocoon, but as Everyone listening to us understands if that coon is restricted before its time, it does not fully transform when it comes out to be a butterfly. So what's the point? Number one, be mindful of the relationships that you have in your life because people are like elevators. They take you up and they take you down. Uh, people can never take you to a place that they have not been themselves. So whoever has your ear has your life. What are the relationships in my life that are assets or liabilities? Because if I'm truly going to transform, I realize that you transform in the context of a relationship. So what's the relationship? Because people relate to the cargo in your ship relationship. So number one, number two, when I think about transformation, 
What's the environment that I am in? Because a healthy environment creates hope and possibility, but an environment that drains you like a battery, that environment literally blocks your brilliance. So what work environment, what personal environment, what home environment, what social environment do I uh, bring my energy and my time, all right? So when you think about environment, critically important. And then finally, when you look at transformation, I, a few weeks ago, I had to apologize to my children. They're now young adults. And I said, I've been asking you, what do you want to be when you grow up? Sue, that is not the question of clarity. That's not the question. The question of clarity for transformation is what problem have you been created to solve? Because when you ask that question, it immerses you on a quest, question to discover that irks the fire out of me. Could it be that the universe has assigned me to transform that problem with a solution? That little thorn in my tushy. I love that. I love that. Okay, guys, Simon T. Bailey, this beautiful little book here. And, and it's about igniting your soul. Now, we've talked about awareness. We've talked about transformation. We've talked about thorns. Um, and being human, beautiful conversation. What happens? I call them drunk monkeys. What happens when those drunk monkeys come in? The bad roommate comes in, or you like you were talking about the imprint in your book. All of a sudden, something's happening, and you're like, "Where did this charge come from? What is what is this fear? What is this doubt? Why am I crying?" Let's have that conversation because. I feel, and you can agree or not agree, that when you are in the muck, in the transformation, I say muck is just an analogy. It is, it's indifferent to me, meaning I'm looking at the contrast and I'm learning from the situation, right? What can we and how can we unpack and educate the audience on how to self-regulate and how to manage those emotions that are coming up? So one of my greatest failures is that I had a need to be right. And when you have a need to be right, you shut down and you don't listen to others because you have all the answers. So what I discovered, and this is what I would offer up as just a guide, uh, is emotional honesty. Emotional honesty is saying, I don't know what I don't know. And what's so powerful, the women in your life, they know that you don't know. They're just waiting for you to wake up and realize that you don't know. Because yeah. <laughs> a, a, a woman a woman will never tell you uh, what you can, what you need to hear. A woman will only tell you what you can handle. And when you come to a place of emotional honesty and you say, I don't know, and I need your help, right? She is there to say, okay, let me become a mirror for you and reflect back to you some options, some opportunities, some areas of growth. So come to that place of emotional honesty. And just say, I don't know what I don't know. And then say, okay, but I want to be better. If language is the software of the mind and you say, I want to be better, literally you begin to find within yourself and those who are around you, people show up in your life almost as if they have been summoned to you because you have vibrated out into the universe. I 
want to be a better human. And when you want to be a better human, uh, people come in your life and they come through your life. And there are people that will come in your life just at the serendipitous moment because they will drop a little, a little bird, a, a little something into your spirit. And you're like, what? That's exactly what you needed at that moment. And you'll never see that person again because their assignment was to show up and to just open that door for you to recognize that it's time to take action. Mm. I love that, Simon. And you know, those little seeds. And I, I asked the universe, I'm like, all right, I've had enough grizzly bears. Thank you very much. I want butterflies. And in that contract, universe, chopsticks, whatever your source is to you, lovely ones, you know this about me, whatever that is, uh, my, my agreement with source is, okay, if it's going to be butterflies, because I'm done with the grizzly bears, metaphorically, I, I, don't, I don't need any more grizzly bears. I will be in my being, my state of awareness, and I will witness and I will see and I will hear and I will feel the messages that come in, right? Do you want any more grizzly bears, Simon? No. <laughs> <laughs> to the radio world, he's shaking his head going, no, I don't want grizzly bears, Right. And again, it goes back to the conversation we had at the top of the hour where you are educating and telling us you've got to start with that awareness. You really have to start first and foremost with you in that awareness and loving on you, honoring and having that honest conversation with yourself. Mm -hmm. mm, ain't an easy conversation. And it's great. Well, look at it from a non-reactive state, right? It's the contrast. It's a conversation. Yes, there's going to be emotions that come up. And I use, I use the words CC. It was a download when I was on live radio years ago. And it's the compassionate curiosity. When that stuff comes in, get really curious and have compassion for yourself and the other person, right? Because it takes that thorn. It kind of takes that sting out a bit, right? The hard work is to break through. Ugh. The hard conversation is a good conversation for who you become in the process. I, one of the things that my therapist Anita encouraged me to do was to have a conversation with my mom. And when I talked to my mom, she said she had been waiting 35 years to have the conversation. And when we finally talked, it was the breakthrough because I had an arm's length relationship with my mom. Our conversations every Sunday were, were very perfunctory, but they weren't meaningful. And the breakthrough, the hard conversation was, was the transformation. That was that emotionally honesty that just like a volcano, it erupted and the lava of uncertainty began to fade away as we just leaned into that moment. That uncertainty. Ooh, that's, that's that bridge of, you know, it's the initiation, right? That, that, cause we walk through our lives and that fear, you know, it's like, I say the word fear and it's uncertainty, but it's the fear. It's uncertain fear, uncertain fear, fear is, that is uncertain because you don't know what's going to happen. Right. And you still got to walk through it. Beautiful conversation right here with your mom and using that example. What if that other person is not prepared to have that conversation? Then what? Continue to love them where they are. Sometimes you have to build a bridge where they are to where you both need to go one day at a time, one phone call, one handwritten note, one text, one video mail to say, I'm thinking about you. And you can even go as far as to take the 26 letters of the alphabet 
and create a positive attribute about how much you appreciate them. Because you've heard death by a thousand cuts. What about love by a thousand whispers? I'm just thinking about you in those 26 letters of the alphabet, affirming them, validating them. Why? Because encouragement is oxygen for the soul. Mm, encouragement is oxygen for the soul. Oh, we've got lots of sound bites in here, Simon. <laughs> it's beautiful. It's nuggets, sound bites and beautiful wisdom nuggets, right? We are talking to Simon T. Bailey, you guys. Ignite the power of women in your life. And I'll tell you, man, when you ignite that woman in your life, mm, mm, mm. <laughs> mm. <laughs> there's all kinds of juicy stuff happening. Learn to play by ear. And I'm, and I'm, I love pulling bits and pieces. You're giggling. You're pulling bits and pieces out of the, the book here. Talk to me about that. Every one of us men has the opportunity and the ability to learn to play by ear, E-A-R, with the woman we love. Talk to me about that. Every woman has music in her soul. And when you begin to understand her rhythm, sometimes she may want Andre Bocelli, but you're playing chopsticks. And so when you totally lean into where she is, you will discover what we call in caring science, reading between the sentences, understanding and listening beyond the words. It's not so much what she says, it's what she admits. Uh, and when you understand the tonality of her music and the dance steps that she wants to have with you, you recognize that she doesn't want to compete or shut you down or have the last word. She just wants to know, do you get the note of the music of her soul? And when you get the note of the music of her soul, you move into harmony instead of being off key, off beat, out of tune. And what allows you to move into harmony is you come to a place of moving from love to cherishing. Because when I cherish you, I say to you, how can I serve you? That is understanding the music in a woman's soul. Mm. I just feel like I had these little birds floating around. <laughs> like that Cinderella scene, not Cinderella, but you know where I'm going with this. I love this conversation, Simon. Um, I am a big proponent of gratitude. I, it's like, it's, it is my, it's one of my foundations. I mean, that's the core of who I am. Um, and I've been practicing, it is, it, 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 I've been practicing it and it is a, it is a practice, but it is my being. It's a value. How important do you feel that gratitude is in your life, in our audience's life and the people that you educate, teach, love? Yeah. After going through a divorce, after being married for 25 years, uh, drowning in debt at that time and doubting that I would ever find love again, taking time out to be grateful every single day, literally breathe life into me. Because what I recognize, I move from me to we by helping others and thanking them, and they could do nothing for me. And just that ability to say, I want to give, I want to share, I want to be grateful for life. 
Emory University says in their research, when you help someone else, the reward centers in our brain begin to light up almost as if we have been on the receiving end of what we've just done, and they call it the helper's high. So when I have gratitude and I am grateful and I help someone else, it is literally equivalent to breathing life and love back into myself because you're not looking for anything in return. Mm. And you do it not because you have to, but because you want to. So it's in that gratitude where you're like, wait a minute, I'm aware. Now, how do I activate goodness in my life and advance where I'm going? I start every day with just, I'm so glad to breathe, to smile, to think. Do you realize somebody's in the hospital right now? They don't know when they're getting out. But those who are grateful for life every single day, somebody, somebody laid down last night and they didn't wake up this morning, but you and I are here. We're having this conversation. That's gratefulness. Now, how do I extend it and help someone else who needs a lifeline? There is such grace and power, personal power, not ego power, heart power, heart, heart power. Um, in gratitude and showing up as that human being. And it's not that I'm expecting anything in return. I'm just being the human and being in that space, right? And inevitably, just like you talked about at the top of the hour, guess what? All of those things, the gratitude and the love is going to start showing up in your external world because that's how you are showing up. And I think the contrast, I don't think, I know having the conversation of that contrast saying, well, my life sucks right now. Why does this keep happening to me? There's a few things that we're going to talk about here because there's victimhood, number one. And two, you've got to have, again, like you were saying, that honest conversation with me, you, the human being saying, okay, how am I showing up? Because that is a reflection right? An audience, he's smiling and nodding his head. Yes, right? It is. It's a reflection of what's happening internally to me. Can we have that conversation with you, Simon? Oh, yes. so juicy. What's so interesting about what you said, one of my mentors uh, years ago used to say, if you don't like what you're getting, look at what you're putting out. Yes! <laughs> yes! High five! High five! High five! High five! High five! High five! It's so true, but people don't want to see it. They don't want to ask that question. They don't want to look. I've got men and women. They're like, well, oh, dating scene, you know, new to dating. They're like, they've got this profile and they're, you know, hungry man face, dinner, beards all over the place. And they want Barbie doll, whatever society says for them for Barbie doll. Right. I'm like, how you showing up? What do you, whatever you're putting out, you're going to get Right? right? Good, better, and different. So have that conversation because it's so important to unpack that for people because it's denial. It's victimhood. It is complete blindness <laughs> too. And I say that with love. I really do. Cause yeah. I've been there, right? We've all, we've all walked that. We've often heard that the fruit doesn't fall too far from the tree. So when we begin to look at the harvest of what we have received in relationships we have to think about what seed that we plant in the soil of possibility in the soil of our heart, because you don't get what you want. You get who you are, right? And you get who you are. So if you say, you know what? I want X, Y, Z. Well, how about we start being who we want to attract? 
just be that person, right? And and here's the other thing, and this is going to sound so counterintuitive. Uh, whenever you meet someone, you enter through door number one, they enter to door through door number two, they bring in their history, their experiences, their know-how, and together, the opportunity is to find door number three. But we can't find door number three together if we have not started with, tell me more, tell me your story. Let's unpack who you are at the core. And here's some things that I'm challenged with right now. And it might come off sounding like I'm a victim or I'm broken, but I just want to be honest where I'm at. I don't need you to fix me, but I just want to understand that you're not going to judge me. And if I honor who you are, as you are honoring who I am, we can find door three together. And I'm not going to have any preconceived notions that you're this perfect person, but together we all have work to do. Ah, Simon, that's so, so beautiful. Let's talk to those people that are in that moment right now. They're in 22 years of marriage. They're in 25 years of marriage and they're in that soup. How, how can we ignite them? Oh Simon. my goodness. Wow. Right. So I only speak from a place of, I'm of, like, <laughs> I, I just speak from a place of failure. Uh, and, and so I only offer this up from failing. If you really want to spark and ignite where you are in your relationship, go back to day one. Day one, when you met that person, what was it about them that literally lit you up? Their smile, their hello, how they showed up in the world. What did you do in day one? Did you write them a letter? Did you movies? What did you do? Go back to day one and really begin to honor this is what attracted you. Secondly, what do you admire the most about them right now? Like right now in this moment, what makes them brilliant? In fact, if and it could listening- be you made me angry today. It could be that because it sparked <laughs> something in you, babe. <laughs> right? Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. Call it out, right? Get it down. Write it down. Talk it through. But then the third thing, ask them, what can I do? to cherish you? What do you need right now from me that you're not getting? That is like an honest conversation because you're like, oh, are you ready? Listen, I've been telling you for six months, I need you to da 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 so, so when you put it out there, you got to be open and say, I'm going to own it and I'm going to handle it. Not tomorrow, not next week. Now, do and it And I'm going to sustain it. Yes, yes. Oof. Yeah. A one-off, boys and girls, ain't, mm-mm, mm-mm. It, it, it ain't gonna foster safety. And I think that safety in a relationship, that safety in conversation, again, going back to the top of the hour when we were talking about um, holding the space mm-hmm. and, you know, having a practice in place before this happens. And I love what you were saying. And I, and I practice, I don't know what I don't know. I have no idea. I don't know. And I use it across the board because I, I, I want to be that curious person. I desire to show up and be curious. And I want that back to me, right? Yes. I, I, I really do. I want to be curious and I want, I want to open my heart and be available and be engaging and have that given back to me, right? Absolutely. It's the symbiotic um, and it's a mirror too, right? 
And mm -hmm. audience, I want, and Simon, you can, you can um, put your two bits in with this too, with even when you feel that you are showing up in love and you are showing mm -hmm. up in compassion and you are being that person that you truly feel that you are being, there will be contrast that comes into your life. Don't go down that rabbit hole that says I've done something wrong or fear or doubts and all of that. Simon, have that conversation with me in the audience that says, you know what, it's just, it's that person came into your life, just like you said at the top of the hour, just to teach you something. There was that little drop of something or to remind you of X, Y, Z. Go ahead, Simon. So the You're word in your head, yes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> the, the word education comes from a word called educari. Educari means to draw out, not just put in. So when somebody comes into my life, they come in with their history his story, her story. And how do I begin to listen with the ability to say, I'm going to understand why you're here and what I'm supposed to learn. Uh, Eric Hoffer, noted philosopher, says in times of change, the learners will inherit the earth while the unlearned will find themselves beautifully equipped to live in a world that no longer exists. So as I am learning, I'm listening, and I'm letting go of the need to be right, and I am becoming open to let come the lesson. So when I let go, the lesson comes, oh, you should consider this, go in that direction. Oh my goodness, I just learned and I'm growing. What sometimes happens in marriages is that we grow apart because the conflict and the hard work and the rough patch literally rubs us the wrong way and we shut down and we don't want to learn the lesson. So how do I really begin to learn the lesson? Say, wait a minute, who am I becoming, becoming, becoming as I'm learning? And within that partnership of unified growth. Because if one isn't, if one's like, mm -mm, it's not going to happen. And I, I speak from my failure of that experience because I was with my ex for 22 years. And I, and it wasn't that I didn't have these conversations with him. I, I here's the, here's a book. And, and, and I didn't want to be that. I'm not your mom. I'm not, you know, and he's like, well, you're in this industry. Why don't you coach? And I'm like, Whoop! right. You look at your face. You're like, yeah, that's not going to, you please people. If you're in a relationship and that other person is in the work, don't say that. Don't do that. It, you can't, it's no, you just cannot be your own teacher that way. You just can't. There's too many emotions. Find a professional to help mediate and get all that done. All right, guys, my wonderful producer, Benny is saying, you got a minute, you got a minute, Simon. Thank you. I said this at the half. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. When I say thank you, it is a bucket of sincere gratitude, compassion, and that you're in the rink and you're showing up and you're educating and teaching and being that beacon and that example, not only for yourself, your loved ones, the people you educate, your children, and it is, it's being and showing up. So thank you. Thank you very much. And congratulations. I'm sure there's many to come on your new book. All right, you guys, uh, thank you, all of you, for showing up, listening to the show today. If you want to get a copy of the show, of course, go to claritywithsue.com. Uh, to the podcast world, five star, six star, 10 star. That's what I want. I want 10 stars, baby. If you can make that happen, do it. Uh, I love you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. Again, website, claritywithsue.com. Sign up for the newsletter. And until then, each of you are a gift. Get out there and share yourself with the world. Well,